Dr. Andy here, live in our Intentional Living beautiful studios in Tucson, Arizona today. Intentional Living, helping people here and around the world to experience life as God intended. Boy, I'll tell you what, too many of us as followers of Christ are limping along in the mediocrity of our world uh, when there's more, when there's more. More of His love, more love that we can share with others, more solutions to problems, uh, moving from good intentions away from procrastination or an unintentional life to that which pleases Christ. Helping you and me experience the life as God intended. Not perfectly, because we're not perfect people, but maybe a whole lot better than what we're experiencing today. Got a question? Something you're facing in your life, you need to decide an issue, you'd like to run by a friend, I'm here to talk with you. We love you. Our phone line's open. Jennifer's here. She's our big heart person. She'll be praying for you and crying for you when you call. Right, Jennifer? Thank you. Stephen will take your call and uh, get you lined up so we can talk. You have a question or something you want to share that God's been doing in your life that's uh, through the power of one thing, bring glory to him, give me a call. 888-888-1717 is the phone number. 888-888-1717. Love to talk to you. Uh, coming up here a little bit later in the show, I'll talk a little bit about the cause and effect, I think, of some of the problems we face in our life. There are four things that I think create a problem for us, but there's also a solution to each that can give us power and help us have less regret in our life. I want to get to that in a little bit. But first, uh, let's get to our uh, first caller with Amy from uh, from Michigan that uh, she left with us. Go right ahead. Hi. My husband is a kind of person who likes to come home and I give him his time. But lately it seems like his time has been spreading from one hour to like two hours. And he's only home for about four hours a day. And it feels like I can't get him to get out of a book or or off the computer to do things with me. And I'm not quite sure what to do. Mm. My name is Amy. Thank you. All right. Thank you, Amy, for leaving that uh, question. By the way, you're welcome. Uh, we, we listen to our calls that come in on our storyline after the show as well. So you're welcome to leave a question. 888 is the number. I'm live here today in, in the studio. But Amy, listen, your husband's either struggling with something in his personal life that's causing him to kind of fade out. Maybe he's down a little bit, a little depressed, going through something personally in his life. Or he thinks you're bugging him and he wants his space. I mean, it's either something going on inside of him about him or something inside of him about you. And so the thing I would suggest, because we got to get the proverbial cards face up on the table in our marriage, is ask him. I just noticed, honey, you didn't used to, but now you come home, you hide yourself in a book, um, or you're watching the computer or doing something. Can you just tell me a little bit about what's going on? Is is there something I'm doing that's causing you to want to withdraw, or is there something going on in your life? And he'll say, because he's, he's a guy, no, I'm fine. No, I'm all right, would be my guess. And uh, But you're, you're, you're opening the door a little bit to let him know that you're aware of something. And sometimes it helps just to take a guess. Is there something maybe I'm doing that could change or something that's maybe causing this? Because I, I really would like to be able to spend some time with you and Talk a little bit and do some things. You're only home for hours. Don't criticize him. Don't put him in the box. But if he's only home four hours, maybe he's just overworking. Maybe he's burned out. Maybe he's going through some midlife crisis. Because a lot of times, come on, guys, you and I as men, sometimes when we're going through stuff, 
We don't come home to our spouse and say, oh, I'm having a bad day. We just kind of bury it. We stuff it. And sometimes it shows up in withdrawal. We kind of hide out from whatever the issues are we're facing. So that would be my first uh, one thing suggestion for you, Amy, is just to get the cards up on the table. Don't criticize. Don't assume. That gets us into trouble in our relationship. We assume things that uh, often is not are not true. Yeah. All right. What about one thing? Something working in your life? Got a question? We're here. Tensional Living. We love you. Want the best for you. 888 Hi. Yes, I'm a man of experience now because I'm turning 80. But going back years ago when my wife was on this earth, we knew that we had to compromise. So once we worked that out and we're doing our share or a little more and not arguing about what the other person was maybe falling short at, our marriage improved. And we went to church every Sunday, got on our knees together every night, and we prayed together. Mm. Hey, Chuck, man. Uh, I wanted you to hear Chuck because as a young couple, you're out there listening. You just got wisdom for a lifetime there. I don't know if you caught it, but one of the things he said when my wife was here on this planet, hey, listen, that's going to happen to all of us. One of us is going to be able to say, when my wife, my husband, was on this planet. But he said, we, we did our share or a little more. I love that because that's, that's a, you know, this 50-50 thing in marriage is just ridiculous. That's not the way it works. We didn't get in front of the church the day we got married. Of course, there's less church weddings now. Now they're doing all these, these uh, situation weddings that you go to a destination, right? But anyway, you didn't say, you know, I'll, I'll give my 50% if you'll give your 50%. I promise my 50% in this marriage because that just isn't the way it works. I'm here, sold out, sickness and health, good days, bad days, up and down. I'm going to be here. That, that's, a, that's a big deal. That's uh, really important. Come and join us. Have a question. 888-888-1717 is uh, the number. Uh, let me see here. We're going to go to New Mexico next with, uh, I think, another question. Go right ahead. I'm just wondering, how do you know when you're actually doing what is meant for you to do in life? I guess my problem is, for instance, I know that I have to work and take care of myself and take care of my family, but there's something that I just really, really love. And I don't know, it's like a part of me that says, do that. But then another part is saying, that's just fun. You know, it shouldn't be that much fun. You know, you need to be more serious and just buckle down and go to school and take on a more serious profession. How do you know when it's okay to pursue something that you really love? Mm. Well, I think I think the answer to that is you should pursue things that you love to the extent you can and uh, do what you love. If it can provide for your family and you feel God is in that, that's a fantastic thing to do. I, I think it's a bad idea to say, you know, I'm going to go pursue something I hate. 
you know, because it'll pay a few more bucks. You don't spend your whole life doing something you hate just because you're going to make more money. I don't think that's God's intention for our life. We, we all have sort of a spot or a, or a sweet spot or a, a pathway I think God prepares for us. And there's a lot of different things we can do. But if you love what you do and it's providing for your family, that's great. If it's getting you to where you need to go to take care of your family. On the other hand, if it doesn't, if it's not taking care of your family, if it's not providing for the goals that you have for the future, then you may need to rethink. How can I apply what I know, learn more that I need to know to do the things that I want to do that will bring glory to God and provide for my family? But uh, the first thing should be to make sure that we're doing those things that will please Christ and provide for our family. And boy, if in the process you really love it, that's certainly a, an added bonus, isn't it? Let's take a break. We're going to be back. Tim, hang on. Facing cancer, struggling with faith going up and going down. I understand, man. We're going to come back and give you some help here. Don't go away. This is Intentional Living with your host, Dr. Randy Carlson. Intentional Living is furnished by Parent Talk Incorporated and is made possible by the generous support of our listeners. This program is not a substitute for professional counseling, medical, financial, or legal advice. Intentional Living is not intended to be therapy by radio. We are Intentional Living, and we'll be right back. Coming soon, the Intentional Love Marriage Date Night with Dr. Randy Carlson. Coming to an event like this can just reset your marriage. A lot of laughs. Uh, he is so funny. There's so much wisdom to be learned and gained. It's choosing that intentional love when you don't feel like it. Don't miss the Intentional Love Marriage Date Night, Friday, March 1st at New Hope Church in East Lansing and Saturday, March 2nd at the Auburn Hills Christian Center in Metro Detroit at 7 p.m. Register at theintentionallife.com. Hey, listen, we're going to have a fantastic evening. I just got the report this morning. We're about 75% sold out uh, for East Lansing uh, on uh, Friday night, March 1st. And we haven't even gotten into the the, the month yet, uh, the countdown month from February. So, uh, listen, let me encourage you. Get the tickets. We want to see you there. We're going to have a fantastic evening, March 1st, East Lansing at the New Hope Church, and then the Auburn Christian Center in the uh, Auburn Hills area, uh, Metro Detroit, on the fr- uh, Saturday night, the uh, 2nd of March. Get your tickets today. Come on out. Family Life Radio's uh, Intentional Love Marriage Date Night for you all. Just go to theintentionallife.com. Theintentionallife.com is the address. We'd love to see you. We want you to be a part of this. Uh, coming up March, uh, March 1 and March 2. Hey, Tim, welcome to the show today from Texas. Appreciate your call, my friend. What's going on? Well, um, Randy, I'm having a little trouble with my face. Uh, ever since I took the COVID shots, they uh, lapsed halfway one of my veins to my heart. I've developed diabetes, hepatitis C. I got cancer on my liver and you know, I've already had an abdominal washout and colon cleansing, you know, and they're wanting to do a liver transplant now. And, well, you know, my face is kind of up and down. It's like a roller coaster. Yeah, I imagine. One week I feel good, and the next week I, all I'm doing is bawling and squalling and waiting on my healing, you know. Yeah. I just want everybody to come into agreement with me. Well, that's what we're going to do. There's a little noise in the background, so I'll put you on hold, but you can hear me. Um we're going to do that. We're going to pray and put our hand out, as it were, to in agreement from all around the country, James, that 
uh, God will do two things. One is that he would touch your body. Uh, we know we pray in faith believing God can do that. But he also has his will, and that's ultimately what we pray for, that his will would be done. Um, I, I would encourage you maybe to to reflect on the Psalms, find encouragement in the Psalms, Psalm 27, other passages in the Psalms. But I'm thinking for, for you, James, and for others who are, I'm sorry, Tim, uh, Tim, as you're facing uh, challenges and others like you facing that, um, th- that you consider what James says in James chapter one. Boy, this is a hard one to even share with you with what you're going through, but he reminds us that when we go through trials in our life, that this becomes a testing of our faith and that it will produce perseverance. That's a big word. I'm going to persevere. I'm going to hang on. Hey, listen, you hang on, Tim. You keep praying. You keep hanging on. You're going to have good days and bad days. You're going to have days that your faith is weak, days your faith is strong. I hope you have some faith builders around you who can stand with you and offer the faith that you need. Maybe you're lacking that day as they pray for you. you got the right people in your life. James goes on to say, let perseverance finish its work so that you may be mature and complete, not lacking anything. And that if any of us lacks wisdom, we should ask of God who gives generously without finding fault. And so, Tim, it's a, it's a matter of, do you have some faith builders around you who can build you up on the days when you're down? Yes. Yes, I do. And they make a difference, I bet, don't they? Yeah, they do. They I used to be the encourager. Now I'm getting mm-hmm. encouraged, and uh, I really do appreciate y'all listening to me, and I appreciate the whole country praying for me. Well, I'll tell you what, we're going to do that right now for you, Tim. I'm going to ask uh, our producer here, Stephen, who not only Stephen, but Pastor Stephen, um, to pray. Uh, I know you have a heart for our callers, Stephen, and. Tim needs a prayer. Pray for him on behalf of all of us all around the country. Thousands of people, I think, maybe even extending their hearts and hands in uh, in agreement uh, for you. Would you do that, Stephen? I'd be glad to. Father, thank you that you're a God who has ordained prayer, and you've told us that we can come to you boldly. And we come to you in your presence on behalf of Tim. And Father, I ask that you would increase his faith. I ask that you would surround him with people that will continue to love on him. But most of all, Father, I ask that you heal him in Jesus' name. I ask that all this stuff that's going on will just be gone. And we'll leave how that happens to you. But Lord, I ask that you would do it. Because I want Tim to be able to say, look at what Jesus has done for me. So Father, we ask that you would heal him. In Jesus' name. And Father, I pray that you will remind listeners everywhere to remember to pray for Tim. We do love you. In Jesus' name. Amen. Mm-hmm. Tell you what, we're going to put you up on our prayer uh, wall too, uh, Tim, if that's okay. Yeah, that'd so. be wonderful. All right. Well, thank you, my friend. I pr- appreciate it and uh, appreciate your call. And a lot of people will be thinking of you today and praying for you. That's why we're here. Hey, listen, we're all in this journey together, folks. We're all walking down the path. We either choose to be intentional in our faith or we choose not to be. Decision. We're here to kind of be a faith builder with you, right? All right. Let's uh, continue on. Nicole is next in Michigan. 
Hi there, Nicole. How are you? Hello. Hi. What part of Michigan are you calling from? Uh, Jackson. Jackson. All right. My hometown. Yep. <laughs> hey, appreciate to hear from you. Uh, what, what's your question today, Nicole? Um, so I have a adult um, daughter who lives at home, and my husband and her seem to just not see eye to eye, and I'm constantly stuck in the middle, so I'm trying to figure out how to deal with that. How, how old is your daughter? Uh, 20. So she's living home. Mm-hmm. Uh, does she have yeah. plans to move out or have her own future? Or what's what's the deal? I know a lot of young people are living home now more than ever, but mm-hmm. what's going on with her? She does have plans. Um, she just hasn't executed them yet. Is that the um, problem your husband's having? Yeah, it's it's uh, they're a lot alike. So they constantly are fighting um, and it's kind of like come to where I need to pick a side to make either one of them happy. What did you, what did your husband want to have happen? Um, he wants her to, uh, of course, um, excel in life and, and move out and, you know, kind of really realize what life is about and have some independence and, um, and she does too, but. She's, I, I think she's just comfortable and mm-hmm. likes to be around us because that's what she's been all of her life. Sure. Uh, it's safe. So, the bills are paid. She's got a warm bed and life is good. Yeah. Yeah. All right. And so what, is, what do they argue about? Um, really anything. Uh, doing chores, uh, who gets in the kitchen first, uh, where to park the car. It's basically a lot of things that really to me don't really matter but to them it's just more of a tug of war i think of who is right have they knocked heads for a long time or has this just been from young adulthood on um probably 12 and on uh-huh. and so this because the parenting problem is now a marriage problem yeah it creates a lot of fights between us and yeah. uh well, what, what do you want to have happen? I would like the most to just get along. I would like her to, you know, excel and, and you know, move out when she's ready, um, when she's prepared. And I think he just doesn't see them getting along. And he wants good for her, but he wants her to move out just to figure yeah. out what life's about. All right, here's a question. Think about this for a minute before you answer. If your daughter, 20 years old, were to announce today, hey, I found an apartment, got a great job, I'm moving out, I'll come home for Sunday lunch every other week, I'm moving out tomorrow, would that solve the problems in the home? I I really think, and I hate to say it, but I really think it would lessen a lot of the problems. Okay, no, that's really, so what you're saying is this is really primarily the issue with your daughter if that were solved, the issue between you and your husband would resolve itself. Maybe not all the way, but it definitely would lessen. Okay. We well, just both have a different view on, on her. Okay. I guess. All right. Well, no, that's good. That I'm glad. I, I'm glad I asked. I'm glad you really thought about that because the if you had said no, then I would say, well, sometimes what happens is the child becomes the scapegoat for the problem that's really between the husband and wife. In other words, we divert 
or deflect whatever needs to be resolved between us because it's, you know, it's a child issue or it's this problem or if that were solved, things would be better. But what you're saying is truly you and your husband are not on the same page about what you need to do. So let me ask you, what do you think needs to happen right now? Sounds like there's not a clear goal, good communication, clear understanding of what's coming next in your family with your daughter. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think I would like to see us both on the same page with her, and I would like her to also be on the same page as to the goals that we need to set. And I would like patience to get her there so that when she does move out, she's prepared and ready. And those are the goals that I've set. Mm-hmm. Um, his goals are more or less we've waited you know, long enough, she knows we've given her deadlines and nothing's happening. You know, my guess is, and I, of course, I've talked to you for three minutes, so please understand I'm only getting three minutes worth of information, but my guess is there's probably truth in both of your positions. There's probably some truth in your husband. He sees some things maybe you don't see. Maybe he's more concerned, I'm just speculating, that, hey, if we don't force her to out of the nest and get on with it, not only is she going to continue to be here, but she'll continue to show too much comfort and irresponsibility in not growing up. On the other hand, I see you saying, hey, I wish you had a little more compassion, a little more patience, a little more understanding. You're probably both sort of right. Here's one thing I would encourage you to do. Uh, Nicole, I would encourage you and your husband to go away, have dinner, go out for a weekend, something, lay all the cards on the table don't focus on the problem. What I mean is don't focus on you're too harsh and, and him thinking you're too weak or permissive or whatever it is. Focus on we have a 20-year-old daughter. We love her. We want the best for her. We both have the same goal for her, which I assume you do. You want the best for her. What is a reasonable approach that we can agree to, negotiate, come up with? If it were me, I would recommend you have an agreement with your daughter, you have some deadlines with your daughter, you have some clear objectives with your daughter, clear understanding, resolve things like where the cars get parked, get the stuff that's irritant for your husband, get those things resolved, and then sit down with your daughter in agreement, in agreement. Because what happens is, here's what happens. We have an expectation of how things are supposed to be. You face reality. That always creates what I call a hijacked emotion. And the hijacked emotion in your case might be feeling sorry for your daughter or frustration. For your husband, it's anger and or whatever it is. And at this point, what we need more than ever is to get on the same page, to be in agreement, to use this, these emotions that we have to solve this problem. That's the key. All right, I'll tell you what, uh, Nicole, uh, if you're interested, I'm going to connect you with Stephen. Uh, come as my guest to the East Lansing Marriage Conference, you and your husband. Get a night away. I'm going to talk about these things, expectations, reality, hijacked emotions, and how to develop healthy habits in marriage. Um, and uh, just up the road there in East Lansing. And so hang on, to st- hang on, Stephen, I'll talk to you. And if you're interested, we'd be happy to put a couple of those tickets in. We'll call for you and your husband. All right, uh, you can join me. We're talking intentional living. Got a question? Give me a call, 888 1717 Maybe you've thought about doing this too. 
A few years ago, I made a decision that helped me get closer to God. I started keeping a prayer journal, and after just a short time, I began to see, right there in my own handwriting, example after example of God's faithfulness. And what made it so powerful is that it wasn't someone else's story, it was mine. Now when life gets crazy or I'm feeling overwhelmed, I can open that journal and be reminded that God is right there with me. Right now with your best gift to intentional living, we'll send you a brand new 2024 prayer journal so you can begin writing down the stories of God's love and faithfulness in your own life. But this special gift is only available through the end of the month. So ask for yours today when you go to TheIntentionalLife.com. That's TheIntentionalLife.com. Intentionally, I try to never go a day without being in God's Word and meditating on it and aligning my thoughts to His way of thinking. I would like to encourage those who are suffering right now, don't quit, don't give up. Your monthly support of Intentional Living keeps Dr. Carlson and the team on the air, helping people live a life that pleases Christ. Intentional Living is supported by you and others just like you. So become a member right now at TheIntentionalLife.com. Call 888-888-1717 or go to TheIntentionalLife.com. Hey, listen, I hope you'll do that. Listen, here, right, we're wrapping up the month, moving early here into, into February. Uh, it's a last call, last opportunity to receive that prayer journal. Beyond Words, powerful, our gift to you as you share your best gift to help us make sure January closed out strong, all right? Uh, again, go to theintentionallife.com. You are listening in, Jennifer, and you're a mom. I mean, dear Nicole, she's got a big heart. She wants to give comfort, yes. support to her daughter. What were you thinking? My daughter will be 20 in May this year. Oh. And um, I, what I heard is, is mom is a, I don't want to say this in a negative way, but she sounds a little bit more of a pushover than dad and daughter knows that. Uh, and so I think daughter's taking advantage. Oh. And, and so she needs to be careful. And, and I think um, exactly what you said, mom and dad need to get on the same page together. So maybe she could talk to dad about, hey, let's talk about, can we talk about the problem without all the emotion associated with it? And then we don't have to be angry and all that, but how can we, Yeah. Because kids can do that. They can, they can yes. uh, take advantage. Yeah, that's what you're kind of thinking, huh? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And maybe dad's thinking, come on. I know mom, I bet she just wants to hug her daughter. And dad's like, okay, let's, let's get a plan together. <laughs> All right, maybe you're still <laughs> listening, Nicole. You, you need to take that little break. Have a, come on to that marriage conference and we'll, uh, we'll give you some help there too. All right? Because listen, we want the best for you. This, this whole ministry of intentional living is about helping you have an intentional life. We want you to experience God's best and for your marriage, for your family, for your relationships. That's why we do this. All right. Hey, listen, the phone line is reopened now. We're going off the air live from our center. But what we do is, is to take advantage of the calls and just stay here in the studio and talk to you. And we'll record them and air them on a future program. So if you have a question for me, we love you. We want the best for you. What's going on? Give us a call. 888-888-1717. Question about your relationships. Question about how your relationships are impacting things like your work or your finances. You would like to know, how does this thing of intentional living work? How do we deal with expectations and reality and hijacked emotions and unhealthy habits? How can we change that to, to do better and uh, have a well more joy and peace in our life? That's why we're here. All right, have a great day. We'll see you next time from Intentional Living.